Today we wrap up the section of the Rambam about Teshuvah. So today's mitzvah is the mitzvah of Teshuvah. And the Rambam concludes it by telling us that the attitude of a Jewish person to serve Hashem should be we serve God for God's sake, not for any personal or ulterior motives. And therefore he tells us we have an obligation to learn more about Hashem, to contemplate on His greatness, in order that we develop a sense of love to Hashem. That's a direct introduction to the next section, which is what he calls the Book of Love of God, and mitzvahs associated with expressing our love for God. One of those mitzvahs is on today's list, and that is the positive commandment to say the Shema every morning and every evening. Shema meaning all three paragraphs. The first paragraph focuses on belief in one God, in our love for Hashem and the mitzvah to learn about Him and to learn His Torah. And the two subsequent paragraphs focus on the responsibility to keep mitzvah. The Rambam points out that the mitzvah is to say the Shema at night. At night means after nightfall, after the stars are visible. And the latest time to say Shema would be before dawn. In addition, there's a mitzvah to say the Shema in the morning. The ideal time to say the Shema is literally at the moment just before sunrise, but you have a full three hours after that within which to say the Shema. If a person says the Shema after those three hours, it does not have the same value. The Rambam points out that the rabbis instituted blessings which were supposed to say before and after the Shema. In the morning we say two blessings before the Shema and one afterwards. In the evening it's two blessings before and two blessings afterwards. Today's Rambam focuses on two positive mitzvahs. First, we continue with the mitzvah we began yesterday to say the Shema every morning and every evening. The Rambam tells us that in order to say the Shema, a person must first wash their hands. In fact, before doing anything that is associated with holiness, we are required to wash our hands. The Rambam also points out that it is inappropriate to say the Shema or anything else that includes Hashem's name in an environment that is so-called dirty. So that would include, for example, a bathroom or anywhere with a bad smell or where you can see something which would produce a bad smell. The Rambam tells us that Shema is a positive mitzvah with a set time in the morning and the evening. The general rule is that women are exempt from mitzvahs that have a specific time, positive mitzvahs with a specific time. So are children, although the Rambam says we should educate children from the youngest age to begin to say the Shema. During the course of saying the Shema, one must be careful to pronounce the words properly, not to slur words into each other, and also not to interrupt in the middle of saying the Shema, not even to wink at somebody or indicate with your finger. You should be absolutely focused. The only exception would be if there's somebody who you are resp responsible to show respect, and they greet you, and you're in between the paragraphs of the Shema, you may respond to them. If there's somebody who you are afraid, like an anti-Semite, that they may retaliate, you may greet them in the first place during the Shema. The second mitzvah today is the positive mitzvah to pray on a daily basis, tefillah, which is what we call service of Hashem using your heart. The Torah does not mandate how many times a day one should pray, which is why women are also obligated to pray every single day. Sages instituted the Amidah, 18 blessings that we're supposed to say three times a day. Today we continue with the positive mitzvah to pray on a daily basis. As far as the Torah is concerned, there is no set time for us to pray, nor an amount of times per day that we have to pray. As long as we praise Hashem every day, ask for the things that we need, and thank Him for the things that we have. However, our sages decided to make a set series of prayers when they realized that people were no longer capable of composing their own prayers. This happened around about the time of the Second Temple era under the direction of Ezra and his Basin. And they composed what we now know as the Shemona Esrei, or some people call the Amidah, 18 blessings that are supposed to be said daily. They start with praise of Hashem, they conclude with gratitude, and in between you ask for personal things. That's how it is during the course of the week. We say that three times a day, Shachris in the morning, 
which is after sunrise and within the first four hours of the day, Minche in the late afternoon, and Mariv after it is dark. Just as in the temple they would bring a special Musaf offering on Shabbos Rosh Chodesh or Yom Tov, we add a fourth prayer called the Musaf prayer on those days. And on Yom Kippur, because it's such a special day before the end of the day, we add what is called the Ne'ila prayer, which corresponds to so-called closing the gates of heaven. Whenever we say the Amidah, whenever we pray, we're supposed to face the direction of Jerusalem or within Jerusalem, the direction of the Temple Mount. Technically speaking, the Rambam tells us that a person may pray other prayers during the course of the day if it is a weekday but not on Shabbos or Yom Tov. There are five things that you have to ensure before you pray. Number one, that your hands are clean. Number two, that you are fully dressed. Number three, that the place you're in is a clean environment. Number four, that there's nothing that will distract you, for example, needing the bathroom. And number five, that you actually pay attention to the prayers. We have two mitzvahs on our list today, both of them positive commandments. The first is the positive commandment for the Kohanim to bless the Jewish people in Israel. They actually do it on a daily basis in the morning service. We do not have the blessing of the Kohanim in the afternoon for fear of the fact that they may have eaten and had a few drinks and a Kohen who is tipsy is not allowed to bless the Jewish people. The Kohanim have to go stand at the front of the community. At the time they bless us, they turn to face us and they raise their hands, spreading their fingers in a specific way. We as a community, the Rambam says, have to listen carefully to the blessings of the Kohanim and answer Amen each time. The Kohanim must wait for us to say Amen before they begin with the next blessing. And we need to ensure that they have finished the blessing before we say Amen. Now, in order for a Kohen to bless the Jewish people, the Rambam says there are six prerequisites. The first is that the Kohen knows how to pronounce Hebrew words properly. The second is that the Kohen cannot have any kind of physical deformity that would distract the community. The Kohen mustn't have a bad reputation of being a sinner. The Kohen has to be over bar mitzvah, cannot be under the influence of alcohol, and has to first wash his hands. The second mitzvah on today's list is the positive mitzvah to wear tefillin on our head. The tefillin has to include four portions of the Shema in four separate compartments. We have a tradition from the time of Moshe Rabbeinu that the tefillin have to be written with a special dye on parchment placed into black symmetrical cubes made out of leather.